Inferno. The first ever song released under the band name Lordi was the beginning of a musical journey which would explore dark tones, rhythmical melodies, conquer Europe, create and bring a community together and eventually come to this moment in time where fans await the mouth-watering prospect of seven albums covering seven different genres, all dropping at once on the 26th of November in the fancy wrapping of Lordiversity. But before we delve into that insanely awesome project, we've still got ground to cover here on Monsters of Rock. So join me as I bring you the final parts of our journey into Lordi's history as we look at 2016's Monsteriophonic Theaterror versus Demonarchy. You're listening to Season 3 of Monsters of Rock, The Lordy Story, a true metal podcast production. I'm your host, Matthew Kessie, and this is Episode 1, Monsteriophonic, Theaterror vs. Demonarchy. The last time we were all together, we spoke of the gradual evolution of Lordy's sound from the melodic beginnings of Get Heavy to the darkly themed Dead Ache and ending lastly with the dynamically heavier Scareforce 1. All that evolution taking place over nearly a 20 year period and covering 8 albums. But I believe that we can truly see Lordy's sound and style graduating towards the Lordy we know today on the album Monsteriophonic. And that's why I didn't want to include that album in the previous season. That's why we ended it where we did with Scareforce 1. Because Monsteriophonic, it moves the band forward in a new direction. Not because it included two drastically different styles as it was a split album but rather that Mr. Lordy chose to present a new conceptual take on their songwriting something which leads us to the current musical presentation of the group which we will see in Lordiversity. Monsteriophonic as I said was a split album, one side featuring a traditional Lordy-esque album rooted in the Get Heavy and Monsteric and Dream days, while the other was a concept album, taking influence from 80s German metal and was the heaviest we've heard Lordy up until lately. The album, of course, was produced by Nina Laurene, who previously produced Dead Ache in 2008 and was released on the 16th of September. 2016. And obviously that album is a split concept album, one side being more traditional and the other side being a concept. Why, why did you not decide to go with a full concept album and just, what was your decision because, on that? Be, because of a few things, the, the first one being that if we would, you know, and this is exactly what happened, I was right. Uh, I thought, because our A&R, Janne, he wanted us for years to do a concept album. He, yeah, you guys, you should do your fucking conceptual thing. You should do that. Okay. Well, and I always said that, well, 
you know, if you have grown up, or, or not even grown up, but if you have, you know, uh, digged the band since Get Heavy, and you have, you know, accepted the the the, the albums that came after that, so then, uh, you know that if we would all of a sudden release an album that is completely different, in a way that it's that it's only like these long structured songs, and the musical style is pretty far away from, let's say, which will have a monster man, yeah. or anything on gets heavy, that would alienate a lot of fans that we have. That would alienate. So we cannot fucking do that. We if we do a full album like that, it will be it would be like 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 what happened with Kiss back in 81 with their conceptual al- album Music from the Elder. Yeah. So, the, so the diehard fans, they abandoned them because, okay, this is nothing uh, what I wish for. This is not, this is not the, the kind of music that I want my band to you know, create. This is not... So, so in a way, you have to understand that, that, that these people, you should not you know, deliberately try to alienate your fans and your friends and your bosses in a way. Yeah. You know, so so that was one reason why we didn't do a full thing, because, and I was right. After the album came out, there were two. There was pretty much completely, completely two different different sides. There were people who said, "Yeah, I like the first half of the album. I like those, you know, those songs there, and I like those melodic, you know, hard rock songs." But the rest of the album, oh. What the hell is that's not Lordy? I don't want to hear Lordy like this. And then there were the other people. Finally, this is cool shit. This is awesome fucking, you know, horror and blah blah blah. And these stories and they take more time to do this and that. And it's you. They 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 take their time to paint the picture and this horror world and the story and la la la. But I don't really care about those songs that 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 start the album. And you know, so there you go. I mean, you cannot please everyone, and and once again, I am not trying to, and we are not trying to please everyone. We're trying to please ourselves. Yeah. Here's the very important thing that I I probably told you this, <laughs> told you even you already this many times while yeah. we've been talking, but I I say it again. Uh, when it comes to writing the songs, and I'm talking from my own, you know, uh, uh, personal view. Uh, I don't give a fuck what the other people think about it. I just write the kind of songs that I feel that it, that are the awesomest kind of songs at that moment when I'm writing them. I mean, it comes out naturally. I'm not thinking about any of the fans. I'm not thinking about the bandmates. I'm not thinking about the label. I'm thinking about myself. I'm doing everything to please myself. And if everyone, anyone else likes it, it's a plus. On Stereophonics Sound is a mixture of two genres, but for many fans and Lordy members, the resonating musicality of Let's Go Slaughter He-Man really stood out as one of the best opening songs on any Lordy record. The opening key segment of that song was composed and created by Hella, something which she is immensely proud of. My keyboard riff is is the carrying thing throughout the song, so it, it's it was really really cool to to hear the demo then what he wrote and when he sent it to me like look look what I came up with that stuff that he sent and I was like whoa like <laughs> I, I that that was quite like 
gave a little bit of goosebumps when I when I heard it, and, and it, it was it's it is cool. Yeah. yeah. As with all Lordi albums, Monsteriophonic featured a cinematic track in the form of SCG-8, One Message Waiting, and fans at this point had become familiar and accustomed to the voice of Ralph Ruiz on these tracks, and this time around, Ralph was no longer Captain Ruiz, but rather Stalker Ruiz. Once again... I get a call from Mr. Lordy. He's like, dude, we, we, I need you on the new albums. Like, all right, so what's the idea? He goes, you know, um, need you to be a stalker. So here comes the character, Stalker Ruiz. Yeah. So, okay, trying to think. This, this is funny because it's all done over the phone. Right. All the recordings back right. and forth were on my phone. So here I am sitting in my house in El Mirage, um, Arizona. And they're in the studio, I, I think, uh, I don't know where they recorded this, but of course somewhere, oh, Finvox. Yeah. In, uh, right outside of Helsinki. Just to correct Ralph there, the album was actually recorded in Sonic Pump Studios in Helsinki. So I'm sitting there and I'm trying to think, you know, what, what could be said that would be really creepy. So, of course, you know, the breathing that you always get. Yeah. And I'm like, I never thought you thought, I bet you never thought you'd hear from me again. Oh, you were wrong. It's Ruiz. And the whole object is that I can see them because I'm like, you know, I can see you closing your curtains. And he goes, I see that bat in your hands. That's not going to help you. Um, and then I'm thinking, what? What can be really said that I'd be a little sick and twisted, you know, and I'm and I'm right off the back. I'm thinking um, Lecter, Dr. Lecter from um, Sons of the Lambs. Yeah. And I'm like, those beautiful red lips. I want to chew them off of your face. And it's funny because right at the time I say that in the background, you hear an alarm. That was the, that was my fire alarm going off in my house. It just does an automatic check. So you hear it every once in a while. I did it in my bathroom. I did it in my bathroom to kind of get that, you know, little um, echoey kind of sound. So, you know, it was back and forth. He's like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. He goes, just make it a little more creepy. Laugh here. Okay. Call number two. Blah, 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 blah. Ha, 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 ha. Send. Call number three. Yeah, that was good. Make the laugh a little shorter. Call number four. Blah, blah, blah. Call number five. That sounds great. Can you say something else? Excellent. Call number six. You know, um, I want to rip off your, uh, I want to eat your lips off. And he goes, I want to suck the eyeballs right out of your skull. I can hardly wait. And I start making this sound like, you know, I'm basically coming on myself. I'm getting so excited over the fact of killing this person. And I go, here I come. Bang. I send, waiting for, you know, call number seven to come back. About five minutes later, I was like, I haven't heard nothing. He goes, dude, we got it. Perfect. Thank you. (laughs) So we do that. And, uh, you know, and then he let me hear it a couple of, you know, minutes later or whatever, a day or two later. They they added some effects. They made me sound more demonic. And that was it. 
Right. So okay. that's how I got involved with that. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. <laughs> I bet you thought you would never hear from me again. You were wrong. It's Ruiz. Oh, you're closing the curtains. I can still see you. Locking your doors and closing your windows won't help you. That bad in your hands. The second half of Monstereophonic known as the monarchy was a concept album based around the story of a witch a werewolf dracula and a zombie and while this was the band's first venture into conceptual albums it wouldn't prove to be the last the most recognizable thing however about this side of the record is that the guitar and the sound of the album in general is entirely unlike lordy had produced previously and that, in part, has to do with the fact that Eamon, Lordy's guitarist of nearly 20 years at this stage, didn't play guitar on that side of the album. Instead, it was Mr. Lordy. Not my favourite album. Okay. <laughs> and Speaking of the sort of the monarchy size of the album, was that more complicated for you to play then? Because of obviously the speed of things and the tempo. Some songs, um, it's Mr. Lordy played some tracks there. Uh, in the recording of it? Yeah. And what, what, why was that down to? Was that just that you didn't want uh, to do it? First, the, first, first, there was this. Uh, uh, I was really busy with my another life. Okay. <laughs> and uh, once again, I think. Uh, we had really, really short time to rehearse. For those songs, I would have needed like, I don't know, three months time to rehearse and, you know, all those uh, harmonic guitars and, you know, solos and everything. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't remember how many weeks or days we had, but I knew it that and I said in the beginning when we had those demos on the table that if we have this these kind of songs, full album, I need like half half of the year to practice this. That there there are like two hundred riffs, <laughs> and uh, so that was the one thing I I didn't have time. And the second thing was that I really didn't like them. It was like uh, some of those riffs are like doesn't make any sense to me it's like uh yeah i would have played those but you know yeah i uh i really didn't feel like and i never thought that a day like that would come that i i don't play all the guitars on all the album yeah but we were running out of the time and then i was like okay so fuck it so i concentrate on those other songs and I and I don't remember. Uh, I have to check this list here. But so-called A side, I think I played everything. The concept was to have a different sound for that demonarchy side, and I, I was already like because they wanted to look for metal sound, like a King Diamond almost. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And I, I just don't. It's just not me. I'm like, I don't. I don't even have that sound. 
I don't know how to play. And the way I hold guitar pick is already the, the thing that uh, you can't really do that kind of uh, metal, which is really, really fast or something. It's, it's already, I, I don't know. I know how to play ACDC. I don't know how to, like, you know, fast metal or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and when they were doing the sound with producer, uh, and the producer, uh, I think it was one of his guitars or something. Was it uh, Mr. Lordy's guitar or something? No, there, some I call those like metal metal axes, and I just hate them. I don't like them, and I, I, it, everything was so weird. It wasn't my kind of it, not my kind of songs, not my kind of riffs. Even the sound was like really really bad. I'm like. I don't even want to play this. It's the sound is so bad. It's, this is not. This is not Lordy. This is. Yeah. I totally understand if this concept album, but. Okay, and then how did how did Tommy take that when you told him? No, it it just happened. It just happened. We, we, were, we were already in the studio, and I'm like, I don't have time to practice all this. Right. Okay. And maybe he was just relaxed, like, okay, it's okay. I can I can do something, and he always he's a nice guy. He was yeah. like. Uh, is it okay for you? I'm like, yeah, please, please, please play. And it didn't take long for him. Like, he was really fast recording those. The Demonarchy side of Monstereophonic was the first time Mr. Lordy recorded guitars on a Lordy album, but he wasn't credited in the album's booklet, as the group decided not to share this publicly. However, this would not be the last time Mr. Lordy would play guitars on a Lordy album. As in Lordiversity, Mr. Lordy plays rhythm guitar on a vast quantity of them. But more on that when we get to Lordiversity week at the end of November. It probably goes without saying, but Mr. Lordy's perspective and reflection on this is entirely different to that of Eamon's. Well, it's not aiming stuff. You know, it's, it's not something. That, and when I, you know, sent sent out the demos for everybody, um, nobody, nobody else really had a problem. But uh, uh, Amen was just not available in a way. You know, he 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 was just not really interested in that stuff. And I know, I it's it's not his it's not his style of music at all. And he it's not his style. You know. You know, it's not his. It's 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 not in the way that he would play guitar style-wise. It's like it's it's something that he would struggle for so long to get that kind of stuff. You know, actually played on you know on record. You know, yeah. it's 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 something that is not in his fucking bones. It's not in his fingers. It's not in his spine. It he doesn't have that. He. And, and it, it's okay because he's never been into that stuff, you know. Like, yeah. like where I am, where, where, where I am, like, like son of Udo and you know, pretty fast stuff, and you know, Priest and Pantera and King yeah. Diamond, especially, and all that stuff, you know. So, so I'm into that stuff, but and I I've played that stuff, but but Amen, he has never played that stuff, and he's never been interested in that. But um, there's also like like. There are a few occasions, you know, even before, even even the even on the very first album, on, on Get Heavy, there is the um, 
the well, the first Arctic Circle gathering, you get to get charted before the reef starts. That's actually me. That's not Aiden. So it actually started already in the very first album on the Arachalypse, bringing back the balls, the verses. I'm playing the You know, I'm playing those. And you know, there here and there. I mean, 99.9% of all the all the stuff until that until that point is 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 absolutely all guitar all guitars are played by Amen. But there are, you know, sometimes we have just you know made it easier you know to do because I I I've got that that rhythm. I got that fast picking on my on my right hand, and he doesn't. So you know, why waste time on that? You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and and, 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 fu- and funnily enough, that like like during the '90s and even even when uh, Amen, you know, uh, joined and you know we, we were doing the demos together and stuff, you know, it's mainly on the demos even until until the Get Heavy days. It was me who was playing, and actually, pretty much like all. It, Always, it has been that I play the guitars on all the demos, you know, even before the record deal and everything, because that's that's just the way it is. And yeah. yeah. Um, okay. but, but 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 when we go back to to the demonic thing, uh, you know, the truth of the matter is that 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 at that time I have no idea what else was going on. Probably something, but 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 but. But the truth of the matter is that 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 the rest of us, the rest of the band, you know, we were kind of pissed, to be honest, because I mean, I mean, um, uh, he's a big hockey fan, and and that was the time that when they were like like his team was like in a really really big you know winning stream, and they I think they've you know actually won the Finnish Cup or something that that spring, but we could definitely see from. Every <laughs> on every turn that when he wasn't available, uh, there was a game on the previous night or something like that, or or that night. So, right. so you know, he he chose he chose being a hockey fan over the recordings of the album. Okay. But then again, I mean, I mean, uh, it, it it was something that 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 you know it would have taken him quite a long time to. Nail down everything. You know, get, get yeah. nailed down, and for me, I mean, I already wrote all that stuff, so you know, for me, it's pretty fast, and I'm mm. really, really comfortable mm. in playing that yeah. kind of stuff. It's not, it's not a problem for me at all. Yeah. But why, you know, so. why wait so long to like kind of reveal it to fans? Why didn't you just write it in the booklet that you had played guitars on that side at that mm. time? Well, I'm a Keith fan. That's the, that's the Kiss fans would understand. All the Kiss fans now would say, "Ah, oh, right, 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 right." Because I mean, I mean, for a Kiss fan, it, it's something like um, all the Kiss fans know that okay, Gene Simmons doesn't play bass on every you know every song. Uh, there are albums that there are there's there's you know there's Eric Carr playing the bass uh, on most of the songs. There's Bruce Kulick playing or Paul Stanley playing the bass on most of the songs. There are there are albums where Peter Chris doesn't even play at all. Uh, you know, mm, there are albums that Ace Frehley doesn't play. You know, it's usually it's Paul Stanley. <laughs> yeah, that's on every Kiss album, but 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 that's the thing because for Kiss fans, it's not that big of a deal. You know, it matters what is the what is the group's name and the, and the, uh, what is the group that you know where, you know 
when the album comes out, like under what name and under what group, and it doesn't, it's irrelevant who actually plays and what song. Yeah. And I remember when first hearing about that, you know, it was a bit of a shock because I'm I'm a Gene Simmons man myself, so so it was a bit yeah. of a shock to hear that, that what 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 Gene doesn't play on this and that song and what the hell, and but then after few years or I don't know maybe weeks or months you know you get used to it and, and it, 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 it's not that big of a deal but uh, while we didn't say that uh, it was actually just you know it was irrelevant in a way um, but there was a, but there was a thing that um, before we released that album before we did um, there was a lot of talk in the band where I kind of like had to promise that we won't be playing any of these songs live. And I guess that um, request mainly came from Eamon. Not really, but kinda. You know, it was a, so I made a promise that we won't. But of course I broke that promise because we have, <laughs> we have yes, played uh, yes. the monarchy and, you know, yeah. something else, you know. Yeah. And it's not it's not that that Eamon wouldn't learn those songs if he wants to, you know, and and and, and, and has enough time to practice them. It's it, it's just like that. It's not he's not enjoying those, and yeah. I know it. Yeah, you know, comfort you know, like a, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like so kind of, so it's kind of like that, and you know. So so um, for every, everyone who's listening to now know that because this this came to me as a surprise. Now when Matthew told me that Eamon told this, so because you know, and 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 in a way this has always been something that I I've been just like well when Eamon wants to say it then it's then then i can talk about it but but I, I, you know from a from a kind of like respect point of view you know i haven't said anything and, and neither has anybody else in the band but i have to point out that ox uh did not like it ox, ox was thinking that you know you know you know why should you know we should tell who's playing the guitars on the on the on the demonic side he, yeah. he was he was kind of like pissed off uh for me I couldn't okay. understand that why I wasn't that much pissed off. You know, right. he, he thought that, you know, that that the credit didn't go where it belongs to. And mm. I, I, I really respect that, you know, yeah. you know, feeling that he had, you know. Okay. And of course, you know, it's, but it's, mm, but then again, it's irrelevant in a way. Yeah. It, it doesn't really matter. Eamon's feelings on the album were also very strong. And he felt as if the record should have been a Mr. Lordy project and not a band effort. It wasn't a happy time for me. Right. Personal life and it wasn't so well. There were good times too, of course, but there were a lot of difficulties. And the whole atmosphere in the band wasn't like, I don't know, maybe there was some, maybe that was my point when I was, when I was getting really, really tired and like, God damn it, I need a break or something. Maybe. And when I heard the demos, it was like, oh my God, I, what, what? I, I, you know, I fell asleep like three times during the one song. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. It's like seven, eight minutes. What is this shit? Where is the chorus? I don't know. And there was like, when I said that I love when there are riff after riff, well, I don't mean like to having like 16 riffs. In one song that's too much yeah in my opinion so and 
I remember I told Mr. Laurie and to everybody else, like, but I was speaking to Mr. Laurie that it seems like this album is more like your solo album. So why don't you do a solo album? And we have a break and as a band and you release a solo album and then we move on after that. And he really didn't like my comments. He was like, what? I can do really, you know, different kind of songs. I'm like, yeah, you, yeah, you can, but these songs doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't get it. So it was, I don't know. I still don't know what it is. There are a couple of songs that I really don't get it. It's like totally like not my kind of music at all. Eamon actually never told me personally and not to this day he hasn't said that but he told it to either Mana or Ox or Hella that it, it, it's, it's, it's my solo project, it's my solo album which um, pissed off a bit the other guys <laughs> and for me it, 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 it was more like, like well uh, yeah Like you said, I mean, it, it's every Lordy album is kind of my solo album in a way. It's, it's like, you know, it depends on how you look at it. Yeah, exactly. But, but, but if I if I would make a solo album, uh, I would still ask, you know, guys to play on it. So that what would, what would be different yeah. on a on a on a Mr. Lordy solo album and a Lordy solo album? Nothing. It would be the same guys. The same people playing. <laughs> well, maybe not all the rhythm guitars then on the on the on the on the faster stuff. But basically, yeah, that would be yeah. pretty much the case, you know. So it doesn't. But then Mana said the fucking funniest thing at that point when he was, you know, when 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 Eamon, you know, said this infamous solo that this should be this should be, you know, Loris, Mr. Loris solo solo album. Um, He said, "Well, it doesn't. It doesn't make it a solo album. It's one. If one member out of five members isn't part of it, if the rest of them are full on there, so it doesn't really make make it anybody's solo album. If if one is just like one chooses not to be part of it, yes, yeah. So it doesn't make it a solo album then, because but then, then again, that's that's somehow." Uh, maybe how Amen felt like or something that that nobody liked it and nobody was picking the style and nobody wanted to play that or, or yeah maybe he was thinking more that that he wasn't alone with with his thoughts and 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 honestly of course I don't know you know it could be that the other guys in the band you know didn't like the demonic side either but if they didn't they at least did not show it or tell it you know mm, yes not to this day they haven't said that they didn't that they would have had like really strong negative feelings about the mm. material. Yeah. Monstereophonic's main single was Hug You Hardcore, a sexually driven song with an even extremer music video. This music video was divisive amongst fans, with many criticizing its approach and graphic content. And it also proved to be taken differently by the band members as well. During that period of time, you guys obviously released a music video that was very controversial, I would say, even amongst Lordy fans. Um, there was a bit of a mixed reaction to the Hug You Hardcore music video. Um, when that music video was being made and you eventually seen the final product, what was your first reaction to it? Uh, I was probably just 
was a surprise with everybody else. Like <laughs> when we did the when we did the uh, green screen shots for the, yeah. of the band members. Even at that point, I had no idea what was the script of the the music video. Right. Like so, <laughs> I I've seen it from the final product, just like everybody else, and being like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what was going on. So, like uh, the video, music video world is quite heavily like Mr. Lordy's world. Yeah, and him in cooperation with whoever is the director or whatever. So that is something that I don't remember. I would have had a say ever. <laughs> right. Like that. That's that's pretty much his his field. So whatever, I'm I'm used to him having like pretty crazy ideas. So I wasn't like surprised that something like this <laughs> came out, but maybe more like thinking that okay, I don't think this is gonna be taken well, and yeah, that's then the outcome was that it was censored. How do you say? Yeah, by, by the record label. Yeah, even by the record label okay. that they didn't didn't want to put it in their channel right. as as it is. So yeah, okay. It was a it was a brave move that wasn't maybe that good <laughs> of an idea. <laughs> anyway, it's it's like I see that when he has an idea, he wants to do his ideas and doesn't want to please anyone. And yeah. that's, in my opinion, also the right way to do it. Yeah, of course. That you 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 have a vision and you do it. That's mm -hmm. how you create art, and you you shouldn't too much think how it's going to be taken. Yeah. I hope people don't get me wrong, because I'm the guy who wants to shake this planet, shake this musical music environment. You know. Yeah. But I want to be in the band like Elvis Presley. What he has done, like he was dancing and you know and people were like oh my god what he's doing and his pelvis and everything yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. but and then the Beatles were like oh my god those long hair guys and you know it's there are many ways to do it and nowadays it's a little bit difficult to know you know shake the audience like but sometimes I I, I well, listen, uh, is it Blood Red Sandman video? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's like, a, or it's Nose in Hell. Mm. Those are like, a, I'm so happy we did those. Those are like horror stories. And even, you know, you know, when, when mommy, mommy is tracking a girl to the, another room, you know, what happens there? That's. That's, that might be sexual or something. Yeah. You know, you don't. But I think that was a, like a hardcore video was like something, and the, the lyrics and everything was more like. In your face, almost. Yeah, and nothing like, okay, did we, did we run out of ideas? Mm. Like, now we are so far away that what, what we wanted this band to be, like. Mana's opinion on the video greatly differed to that of Hella's and Eamon's. Well, when we started to film it, uh, I didn't know anything about the video, the storyline. The only thing I knew that I uh, was going to play in front of a green screen. There is some story, but I, I had no clue. So when I saw 
don't mind when you you promote people and make that kind of videos. I think it's that that's just cool. And if you get some reactions, it's always good. Yeah. Whether it's it's positive or negative. Um, or this is a horror band. Yeah. Of course you of need course. to do something shocking. That's yeah. the whole idea. This is not uh, evil kids band, you know. Yeah. This is not heavy sorrows or whatever. Yeah. And were you surprised by the fans' reaction to it? Because a lot of it was sort of mixed reaction by the fans to that video. Yeah, but I understood that the fans didn't like the idea of playing in front of a green screen because fans were used to see the band in a real setting, you know, real props and whatever. So this was, I think this was the first time we a video with the green screen and that was the problem I don't think the hardcore side of things was you know with yeah. the blood and dildo fucking or whatever yeah. that wasn't the problem <laughs> itself, but the green screen Monstereophonic is an album which is controversial amongst fans mostly because of the music video, Hug You Hardcore, but also because of the two contrasting styles on Theatera and Demonarchy. But I would say the most important thing about this album is it is experimental. It plays with the format of Lordy's music and offers something new and refreshing from the band. It is in many ways the beginning of Lordy's second musical evolution, which culminates in collection leading onto Lordiversity. But before we conclude our discussion today on Monstereophonic, there's still one question remaining. Which side of the album does Mr. Lordy prefer? Theatre or Demonarchy? When when you actually look back on that album yourself, then um, do you have do you prefer Theatera over Demonarchy or the other way around, or do you even care between? The two? Mm, I do care. I well, I think I think the more um, well, the the Theatera, of course, it, it 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 is it is the Lordy album side of that. That is like a half an album of a, of the next Lordy album that would have been. You know that that's the thing. You so so it is like is it five songs? I don't know. I think it's five. <laughs> it yeah. five? I think it's five. Okay, yeah. thank you. So, but I, and I think on that on that album there are great songs. I mean, I mean, great Lordy classic sounding Lordy songs. There's yeah. like I like. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, let's go slaughter yeah. slaughter him and oh, absolutely. Argue yeah. hardcore is on that one, right? Yeah. Mary I, I, I love that. That's one of my favorites. What? What? What else? Mary is dead. Mary is dead. Down with the devil. That is, that, that's by the way. Mary is Mary is dead. Is something that is a, it is a it is a, a, a unique song in a way because that was written uh, as a trio between me, Amen, and Mana. Right. At Mana Studio, so we sat down the three of us, and and that is the first time, and the only time at the moment actually that we, the three of us, have sat down and actually started jamming and coming up with ideas. So that is something like that. Okay. So it's an it's a unique song in, in the Lordy catalog. Nice. Okay. Um. Um. Uh. Yeah. There's a, it's a, is the down with the devil? Is, yeah. is it on that that's one? On that one. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a good one. So. So and then there's the what is the non oh, sick flick? 
Six none for one, one. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, 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 I really like yeah. like none for one. Me personally, we have never played that, but but uh, it's it's like I, I really like none for one. That was yeah. once again that song for me was like the, that is the high point of the album while we were recording it. I mean that was like this is the this is the song, but once again. As it turns out, nobody is really rooting for None for One, you know, after it got, yeah. got released. And it's one of those songs that is like buried there. Same thing with, I think I told you already about uh, Loud and Loaded on Babes. Yes, that is like one yeah. of my favorite songs. But, they, but it's like, it's it just one of those songs that they, they have a destiny to like fall into, into oblivion somehow. Uh, even though that would mean a lot to me personally. And I know that the, the my, my other bandmates, you know, they, they will have these kind of songs on the albums too, that they will, this is my fucking favorite. And there's like, oh, it didn't go anywhere. What the hell? You know, and, and you know, it's, it's uh, of course, it's a, it, it's a question of taste and individual taste. Yeah. You know, uh, but now that, now when you look at it, you look at the theater side. So out of five songs, there's like at least three or four songs that I, I that I think personally that are awesome. Yeah, you know, and we still love playing like Hug You Hardcore and and He Man and and I mean Down with the Devil is a good song too. I mean, mm. the, so it, it, it yeah, I I yeah, but when you look at the if you try to compare it to Demonic side, yeah, uh, it's kind of impossible to compare it. It's it's like because they 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 they, they come from a completely different world and complete completely different uh, view. You know, and a completely different starting point and a completely different writing process. So they are not in the same league at all. And they should not be battling against each other. That they, they, they are in, you know, they are, they are in no way playing by the same rules, those, those songs, on, on, you know, on the, on the A side and B side of the album. They yeah. are not, okay. you know, so it's hard to compare, you know. But, yeah, as, 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 as songs... Uh, I would say the theater is better because it's it's something that, you know it's shit that I know how to do and it's you know and I know it works it's it's glory you know yeah, exactly. the as a as a as a as a compila- uh, not compilation album as a, as a conceptual album I think it's okay as an as a conceptual lorry album I think it's the best <laughs> because it's the only one you know so far at least so right. I mean, there is no comparison to the monarchy. I love those songs, and I love the style, and I love also love the sound. And uh, you know, I'm a big Kick Diamond fan, so I, I love it. I, yeah. I like it. I like the style, and I like the thing. But um, we played on Sexism tour. We played. What the hell did we play? We played Heaven one song. Hell on Earth, isn't it? Thank you, yeah. sir. Yeah. And and and. You could see that the, the, when, whenever we played that song on the tour, you could see in the audience that you see in the first two or three rows of people, you see half of them like, yeah, fuck yeah, they're playing this song. And the people next to them are like, what the fuck? Okay, this is my cue to exit. I'm going to go get a beer and, you know, go to the toilet. So it's like, there you can see, is, and then the rest of the audience is just like confused. They're like, what, what, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And, Depending on their individual musical taste, they would go, okay, I haven't heard this before, but this is this sounds cool. Or okay, I haven't heard this before. This is crap. I go, I get a, I go, I get a beer. Yeah. Monsters of Rock: The Lordy Story is a true metal podcast production. The show is presented, produced, and written by Matthew Kessie. 
Head to True Metal Pod's social channels to keep up to date with the production.